We're so thankful that you're here this morning. And we are in a really wonderful series called All the Feels. We're talking in church about feelings and emotions. Did you know that it was okay to talk about that stuff in church? We're dedicating this series. We hope you come along this journey with us because we all have emotions. We all have feelings. Some of us are struggling with that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what it means to struggle emotionally in this series because we want you to thrive emotionally, mentally, physically with Jesus. Sometimes when we hear, hey, boys and girls, we're talking about feelings, you're like, I feel nothing, and let me tell you, it feels great. Or like we said last week, uh, I like my feelings like I like my water, bottled. But we're going to dive into all of the emotions and feelings. We're going to let them flow. And so we're going to jump into a passage in the scripture in Luke chapter 5, verses 12, where Jesus helps a man to feel again. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleansing as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that the crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sickness. In this passage, we see Jesus healing a man who is full of leprosy. In the times of the Bible, the largest strain of leprosy meant that you lost feeling in all of your body. And that's actually why there would be body disfigurement or loss of body parts, not because it was eating away your ligaments. It was because your hand would be in a fire. You wouldn't feel the pain, and so you would keep your hand in the fire until it burnt off. Or maybe you're walking along a, you know, a path and you brush against a tree. It cuts you. You don't feel it, and so that wound is open, and it gets infected, and it festers. And we don't like pain, but pain is actually something that can save our life. And a leper loses a feeling of pain. They grow numb. And a little context for that is it can be really scary. And there are times in my life where I feel like some of us are emotional lepers, where we don't feel what we're supposed to feel, and it causes great trouble. I have felt this way about my wife. I don't know how to say this very softly or kindly, but there have been times where I've looked at my wife and, and I say to myself, you are an emotional leper. And uh, let me explain, and you can be the judge of that before you hate me, okay? Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, have you ever talked to someone and you're like, how do you feel? And they're like, I don't. And we have this tradition. Yeah, so every Thursday night, we have what we call Jeeva Date Night. And so Woo! we go on a date. Well, we had a baby this year, so date night is really hard to go on. So we find ourselves at home on the couch ta uh, ordering takeout and watching a movie. And so it was during a movie that this emotional leprosy kind of took place. Yeah, it did. So we're watching this movie, right? And it's, a, it's an amazing movie. It's about this Indian family, Indian, Sri Lankan family, Sri Lankan. It's about adoption, adoption. <laughs> and we're watching this movie. She was adopted. And uh, we're watching this movie, and I, it, it's just striking a nerve with me. And I start to cry during the movie. And after it ended, I started to uncontrollably weep to the point where I had to hide under a blanket because I was embarrassed for my own 
wife to see me. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> are you crying? Like, have you ever been in a movie or something and you're like, are you, are you crying? Like, you kind of feel awkward. And so I'm like, honey, like, do we need to talk about something? Like, just tell me your feelings right now, you know? And I, well, I was just kind of concerned because of the amount of tears that were happening for him. I was hiding under this blanket. I was like, oh, don't, don't worry about me. I'm just, my contact solution's falling out of my eyes. <laughs> I'm just looking for it. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. But I'm like, this, this is a brown girl who is adopted, and you need love. You are adopted. Who's going to hold you at night? And like, you went through this trauma. Like, how, how do you not feel that? I'm going to be there for you. <laughs> Nothing bad is ever going to happen again. I love you so much. How do you not feel? Where's your soul? I can't stand you. What is happening? I'm feeling everything. Wow. Well, and I, I mean, I was just like, okay, 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 I understand, but calm down. Like, I was adopted, and I came into a loving family. I'm okay. I'm in a good place right now. So keep it together. Pull it together, man. Get back under the blanket. So I had to look at her and just say, you are an emotional leper. I don't understand this in this moment. I don't understand how you aren't feeling anything, especially considering last week you wept in 27 dresses. Like, what is going on? <laughs> she wanted to be a bride so bad, okay? <laughs> like, Hold on your heart. Where are your priorities? And, you know, I, I think, like, this whole idea of not feeling is significant in this biblical story about Jesus healing a leper. You know, a little bit of a context in the story. Like, imagine you're you're a person in the times of Bible, and let's, like, say you're working out in a field, and you notice that there's a numb spot on your hand. I don't feel anything. Nothing hurts, but I don't feel anything. This isn't okay. So you go to the doctor, and the doctor says, like, oh, okay, I have a suspicion on what this might be, but I don't want to jump into any conclusions, so why don't you stay here for two weeks, and I'll observe you. The two weeks is up, and the doctor says, oh, no, hey, you have leprosy. Okay, let me go back to my, my wife and my child. I'm going to go say the, the issue. I'm going to share with him what's going on. He says, no, you can't. You can never touch your wife again. Leprosy is contagious. You can never wrestle with your son. Leprosy is contagious. In fact, you can't even ever pet a dog anymore because if that goes into a town, the whole town is going to be in trouble. You have to live in a special colony for lepers called a leper colony. And if you're ever around someone who doesn't know you have leprosy, if you're ever in public, you have to yell, unclean, unclean, unclean around anybody who might not know because you are contagious. And so this, this leprosy that started off small, that didn't seem like a big deal, it was just kind of a numbness grew and eventually isolated someone from their friends, their family, their community, and the people who were important to them. That's a big deal. And I think that we experience, maybe without knowing, maybe you are very aware uh, that you are what we call uh, emotional, in emotional distress, emotional numbness. And so, uh, you know, I think we can be out of touch with our feelings, out of touch with our emotions. And I wonder if it happened maybe in a moment for us during something tragic, maybe during a trauma, maybe something someone said to you when you were young or something that pierced our hearts. 
it appears to us, and, and we never really dealt with that in a healthy way. And so over the years, we have been hit kind of in that same wound over and over and over again. And again, instead of sort of acknowledging, we don't know how to acknowledge that. We've just sort of shoved that under a rug, and it's grown, and it's grown, and it's grown, and it's, it's festering over and over. And, and I think that we find it easier, instead of sort of dealing with that consistent, growing, intense pain, we just don't deal with it at all. And so we find ourselves numb. We find ourselves desensitized. You know, we were talking about this when we scroll through social media. We're scrolling, scrolling. In one moment, we see the devastation of a hurricane. And in the next moment, we see a cute puppy. You know, in the next moment, we see a uh, raging political post. And in the next moment, we see the next picture is of food that we have to find. It's like the best picture of food, you know. And just this last week, uh, Noreen and Paige Padilla came to our house, and they made us Hawaiian food. And I don't know if you know this about Hawaiian food, but the chicken is purple. What is that even called? Okay, it is just incredible food. I took a picture of it. I put it online because it was just so beautiful. I'm getting off track here. But the point is that we scroll and we scroll and we're just getting desensitized and not allowing the feelings and the things that should be impacting us to impact us. And so I think that this scripture really relates to all of us because I wonder if you're here today and you would say, I, I am really struggling emotionally. I do feel an emotional numbness in my life. It, it may have been from my divorce. It may have been from losing someone close to me. Whatever that is for you. I wonder, too, if we're struggling in our relationships. Maybe you come from so many broken relationships, and you find that you are struggling to emotionally attach and emotionally be able to give into a relationship because there's a numbness, because you haven't been able able to really uh, give your feelings a chance to be in the light and to be touched by God. And this morning, I wonder if you're in church, maybe here, church is where you feel numb. Church is where you've experienced pain. You know, I know that that can happen. And maybe you're here and you say, I'm going to give it one last shot. You guys talk about community. You talk about friendship, a godly community. And I'm here. But I, I don't know how to experience God emotionally in my emotions, in my well-being. And we want you to know this morning that if you're fake smiling all the time, if you're struggling, you're filling those voids with addiction in your life, we want you to know that Jesus never intended for you to live in emotional numbness, with emotional leprosy. In fact, Jesus wants you to feel again this morning. If we could summarize this whole idea of what we experience, it would be like this. Numb is dumb. <laughs> and so today we want to, with this scripture that Jesus heals the leper in, we want to share on how to feel again. And I think this isn't like, you know, an exhaustive list, but as we look at the life of Jesus, I believe we can feel again when we recognize that Jesus is willing to heal us and help us. Jesus is able and Jesus is ready. And the first thing I want to dive into is, number one, Jesus is willing. The leper says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Have you ever prayed a prayer like that? Lord, if are you willing to help me with my student debt? Like, are you willing? And uh, Lord, with me, Lord, are you willing to heal my son? 
because I know, I know it could happen at any moment. Are you willing? I mean, there are moments like this where we're like the leper. Lord, I, like, what is your will? Are you willing that we could have this preferred future? And Jesus sees this leper. The leper says, are you willing? And he says, I am willing, which everyone around would have been like, that is super controversial because in the Old Testament, the Jewish scriptures, for Jesus to touch someone who is unclean with leprosy, it would have been against the law because touching someone who is unclean while you are clean means that you become unclean as well. The unclean made the clean unclean. But Jesus says, I am willing. My grace is contagious. When I touch you, the clean will make the unclean clean again. And so I am going to engage with your mess. I'm going to get in your world. I am willing. There are times, let's be honest, where my germaphobes at, where we're like, I don't want to catch what you got. I won't even meet the person sitting next to me without some hand, hand sanitizer right next to me. High five your neighbor and say amen. <laughs> I see some hesitation. You know, there are times when, uh, when I'm sick and I'm like, honey, I'm so sick. Can you make me some soup? Can you hug me and cuddle me? Come here. Kiss me on the lips. <laughs> Come on, yeah, why? She's like, okay. And she's such a good wife. She's like, okay, honey. I will love you. Back to health. But then when I get sick... Or when she gets sick, I'm like, honey, get away from me. Get away. Unclean. <laughs> Unclean. You will have no part of this. <laughs> and, and, you know, like, I, th I think the people around the leper, they're like, hey, if you don't heal what hurts you, you're going to cut, you're going to bleed on people who didn't cut you. You know, that whole mentality. And I, I need to avoid you like the plague. I don't want to catch what you have. I don't want to get infected with your mess. But Jesus, he's totally different than this. He says, I want your mess. I want your, like, just frailty. I want your disease. In fact, I will take it upon myself on the cross. I will take your, your gross parts, your sick parts. I am willing. I am here. I want the worst of you. Sometimes we think, oh, I can't come to church until I'm clean. I can't come to church until I have it all together. I ha can't have a great relationship with Jesus until my whole life is in order. But I want to let you know, when you are at your worst, Jesus is willing to engage with you. When you are at your worst, Jesus wants you. He is willing. And today, if you're dealing with emotional numbness, Jesus is willing. You don't have to wonder if he loves you. You don't have to wonder if he has time for you. You don't have to wonder if he has room for you. He is willing to be with you and being your size of life, a source of life. Amen. Yes, amen. I love this quote by Brene Brown. It says this, we cannot selectively numb emotions. And when we numb the painful emotions, we also numb the positive ones. And I love this scripture. I'm just imagining. Can you just imagine that you're this leper and you're desperate for Jesus to touch you? And the Bible says that he went to Jesus and he put his face in the ground before Jesus' feet. And he says, Jesus, if you're willing... And then he says this. He says, you can make me clean. See, this leper, he didn't know. Jesus, I don't know if you're willing, but I know you can. 
I know that you have the power. I know that you have the authority. I know that you that you want, you have the ability to make me clean. And I love it because Jesus is able. That's our second point today. Jesus is able. He's willing and he is able. And I don't know, maybe you have been in church and you've never heard someone say, did you know that Jesus can touch and heal your emotional pain, your emotional distress? He loves to heal his people. I want to tell you a quick story. Um, when I was about 25 years old, I went through a two-year period of debilitating anxiety. I actually had never experienced it before, and I haven't experienced it since that two years. But it was so bad that I would wake up in the morning, and I was panicking every morning. It was, it was really foreign to me. And I, uh, I, I, I couldn't get out of bed, and my chest was pounding, and I was scared of everything. And it was just really wild. And I remember it being so bad that my mother would call me and pray me out of bed every morning. And I, I was just dealing with this, and I was so afraid that I would have to deal with this for the rest of my life. And I was like the leper who was like, I, I, I need Jesus. I need something to help me. And so I actually went, started going to counseling. I just really dove into my church community. I wasn't in my home church community. I was somewhere else. I dove into a new community and, and brought those people close and was honest and vulnerable about what I was going through. And uh, then in that two years, I actually was traveling that second year. And I found myself uh, towards the end of that year standing in uh, India, where I was born, in the orphanage that I lived in for the first couple years of my life. And I'll never forget, I'm not making this up. I, I wasn't even in a spiritual moment, to be honest. And God instantly delivered me of anxiety. It was completely gone. Like, it was so unbelievable. It was like a snap of my finger. It was like a light switch went on. And I actually was like, is this real? Like, the, the, the anxiety is gone. I had forgotten. Maybe you've forgotten what it feels like to not have a day of anxiety. What it feels like to have peace again in your life. And I want to tell you this morning that Jesus is able. He is able. He is willing and he is able. And he healed my anxiety. And this morning, he is able to make you whole again. He is able to bring you peace. He is able to fill you with joy again. You can be delivered of anxiety. We're talking about mental health and emotional health this month. And I want to encourage you to believe. Believe that he is willing and Jesus is able. He can do all things. Amen. Amen. That's so powerful. And the third thing we want to say is that Jesus is ready. Jesus is ready. Sometimes we get caught in this pattern where we tell God how big our problems are, but then we get in this mindset where we're like, God, you're able, and we're going to tell our problems how big you are, amen? And we know that if you cleanse this leper back then, we know that you can do it again. You can restore our feelings, and it's just so powerful. It's so our reality as the people of God, and that's why we want to make known the beauty of Jesus, because he's present. He's available. He is ready to enter into your reality. Jesus has a plan for you. 
He has goals and ambitions for you. Not to be stuck in death, not to be stuck in this emotional distress, but to experience life and life abundantly. This leper, can you imagine? He somehow escapes this leper colony. He finds a crowd. He sees that Jesus is there. And I'm so thankful that he didn't just observe Jesus at a distance. He didn't just take 19 steps and not take the 20th. He said, no, I'm going to get on my, my knees before the Lord. I'm going to ask him, hey, if you're willing, would you make me clean? And then Jesus says it, and Jesus doesn't hesitate. He doesn't hold back. He is ready. And I've seen this time and time again in our spiritual life. When you draw near to Jesus, he draws near to you. Amen. That Jesus isn't awkward. He doesn't, he doesn't resist you. He wants you, but he's not going to force himself himself on you. And I, I've experienced this myself, you know, even this last week, it's been kind of a, an emotional week, you know, anticipating the, the birthday of Kalos, but also seeing some devastating news. You know, there's this pastor by the name of Jared Wilson, and he, he was a famous pastor in America, pastor of a big church, and had, a, you know, tens of thousands of people that followed him on Instagram, and he has a wife, he has two kids, and he recently committed suicide. And as a pastor, you think, wow, this, this pastor is supposed to have all the answers, have it all together, yet this pastor struggled to the point of wanting to end his life and then doing so. And I think one of the reasons that this story shook me so much is because I, I'm a pastor, and I, I have really struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts. You know, it's, it's a huge part of my story. I remember even as a, a new Christian dealing with this, Lord, I, I just, I don't really think I matter that much, and I, I feel so much pain, and I would just like to numb this pain forever. I don't, I don't know if people even care that I exist. I don't know if I'm just a, a burden on my family and my community, so maybe it'd just be better if I, I, I numb this pain out permanently, and I, I just stopped existing. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but it, it invaded every part of my life. It invaded the highs and the good parts of my life, and it invaded all the tragedy. I just want to numb this pain out. I don't want to feel anymore. I, I, want, I want this numbness to remain forever. And There's a point that I see in this leper, and he, he was able to be vulnerable in front of Jesus, reveal that he was full of leprosy, and it got to a point where I just had to say, Jesus, I had to get to a point to talk to pastors and friends in my church community and say, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm not okay. And, and I've found this time and time again, what you don't reveal, it won't heal. We're, we're isolated and we're, we're thinking more isolation is what's going to help us if I cut myself off from my community forever. But isolation is not the solution. What we don't reveal won't heal. And when we reveal our pain to Jesus, when we reveal our pain to a community of people who can love us like Jesus, when we approach Jesus and say, hey, I need you, I'm going to tell you that he changes your life, and he changed my life forever. He restored feeling in my heart. He helped me to experience the highs and lows again. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a pastor, but guess what? Pastors are people. And I, we don't just preach the gospel because it's a, it's a good idea. We preach the gospel because we're, we're the number one recipients of the gospel. Because we are lives that have experienced the blessing, the healing, the willingness, the care, the love, the support of Jesus Christ. And we want you to experience that today. Because numb is dumb. 
Numb is not the solution. And, and we want you to experience healing. We don't want the, the, the relationships in your lives to suffer because you're not dealing with this. Like we said in, in point one, when, when you don't heal this pain, when you don't heal these cuts, you're going to bleed on people who didn't hurt you. And you're going to hurt those around you. And so we need to deal with these things today. We need to bring our pain to Jesus.